0: This is Come On Kind with Martin Quilty and Anya Farrell.
1: Welcome once again to the KCLR studios here in Kilkenny for Come On Kind with myself, Martin Quilty, and as always, I am delighted to be joined by my co-host, the wonderful Miss Anya Farrell. Good evening, Anya. Good evening, Martin. How are we today? We're great. Thank you very much. A bit chilly in here, though, today. I mean, it the, is. the air conditioning has been on yeah, in here. The producer um, was in here earlier enough, she'd have had the heating sorted. Oh, tell me about it. Like, she, she turned it down, but mm, I mean, yeah. you need to turn it off. You know, plain and simple. Right. Let's get cracking with it straight away. It has been a busy weekend of camogie action. With We are going to start off the Leinster finals that was taking part in SETU Carlo. Uh, first off, we had the junior final between Offaly and Louth, and it was great to see Louth in a mm-hmm. final. First of all, we have to say SETU Carlo, what a fantastic facility. We were talking about this even before any of the teams came, um, and we were saying, God Almighty, wouldn't it be perfect if we had somewhere like that in Kilkenny? Yeah. Just. Dressing rooms, stand, pitch, Astroturf warm up area down to the side, floodlit, car parking. Oh my god, it was just immaculate. The pitch was immaculate. Um, so well done to Donald McInerly and all of his team there in SCTU Carlo for having the place. Fantastic um, and what a venue it was. And yeah, we kicked off with uh, Lee Louth and awfully great to see Louth in the final once again, um, but awfully proving a little bit too strong, coming away handy enough winners. In the end, I'm uh, not going to give the score out, but let's just say Louth performed to the best of their ability. They really put it up to awfully for periods of time, but Leah Gatt was unbelievable. She got player of the game. Um, unbelievable talent if she's not picked up for the, the senior team going forward in the next year or two I would be more than shocked um, but for the likes of Louth uh, and Wicklow one even Wicklow partaking in the Intermediate Championship because they won the junior before they played Carlo albeit Carlo did beat him fairly comprehensively in the semi-final but there's lots of work being done developmentally wise in Louth and Wicklow and places like that and it's great to see Louth competing in um, a junior final and in a Leinster final because it's great for them girls to get to a final final full stop Yeah it's absolutely brilliant and I suppose like you know it's a great stepping stone for all
0: these teams getting to these finals heading into the All-Ireland series and you know you're right we don't often see the the likes of Loud competing in any sort of a final and you know what regardless of the score they'll use the, they'll use the experience of getting to a final um, you know heading into their All-Ireland Championship and you know they can be very very proud of themselves they gave a good count to themselves as well but you have to say awfully certainly did deserve their victory as well um, and you know what it's definitely a victory. That oftenly awfully certainly needed. Yeah, um, very very important for them to get that victory there as well. So congratulations to awfully because I feel I do feel sometimes I personally I'm kind of always a bit weary of awfully because I feel like they're probably not performing to the best in my opinion to the best of their potential. Um, and I think this is uh, this is going to be a massive stepping.
1: I mean, stone when for you're them. looking at the likes of Saint Ryan, as you know, only one of the teams is there. You have Saint Killians is there, Cormac Kalahi there. There is lots of good good players. Which mm-hmm. is, I mean, awfully all of their six forward was on the score sheet at the weekend and um, as we say Leah Gath got the player of the match Chloe Fogarty was unbelievable she got one something with freeze her sister Rachel got a number of points Andrea Kiernan was in the forward line I think she got a goal Emma Nevin was on the score sheet and um, Ava Kennedy was the only player up to a long period of time not to score she was after making a lot of scores and then she goes and scores two goals herself so unbelievable uh, talent in that forward line and to be fair for the backs they were very very good as well when you look at the Louth side then Jamie Keown from Matic Rangers was very good uh, Denise Minor from St. Brides excellent nice player um, you know she's going to be one to look out for in the, the future uh, Eva Dillon also from Matic Rangers two goals on the scoreboard I mean the ball went into her uh, and she got two goals out of it that probably you know had no right to get the goals in it. but look Louth really did play very very well um, but just awfully were awesome they were unbelievable and they were were crowned uh, Leinster Junior Champions so well done to everybody in Offaly congratulations Mm -hmm. um, to the team and to all of the coaches uh, as well that was there so unbelievable day and uh, great for Offaly to be coming along and getting a bit of silverware at the end of the day but I suppose the big event of the day was going to be the clash between the two neighbours Carlo and Kilkenny Mm -hmm. Carlo man Training Kilkenny, Kilkenny man, training Carlo. The game was in Carlo. As we say, perfect venue. Nobody could complain. We were looking at the pitch beforehand. It was immaculate. And we even noted on it, I was talking to Barney O'Connor, the vice chairman from the Leinster Council. We even noted before any of the teams arrived at the park that day that if anyone couldn't play Hurling on that surface, that they needn't bother turning up because it was immaculate. Um, and we were certainly treated on you to a fantastic game of Camogie because Carlo really, really, really frustrated for Kilkenny for long, long, long periods of that half and even Eleanor Tracy getting the very first score of the game, a goal, hesitancy in the Kilkenny defence. It set Carlo up and, you know, they played well. They probably didn't convert a lot of the chances that they made in the first half, which was probably to their downfall Mm -hmm. before they went in at halftime.
0: Yeah, it certainly was, I suppose. Like, definitely you know, it was great to see both Kilkenny and Carlo competing in the Leinster final and, you know, as you said, to neighbouring counties and you know, two teams that certainly have had a very successful year this year, both teams now coming away with a bit of silverware before they head into the All Ireland Championship and you know, that's a really good kind of a stepping stone for them. I suppose, yes, certainly for Carlo they definitely started off the the better team I feel Um, you know going in 1-3 to 8 points uh, down at half time but Kilkenny were very lucky to have that 2 point lead but certainly that goal from Eleanor Tracy um, in the first couple of minutes really kind of settled Carlo Carlo looked to be they were just really hungry really aggressive on the way that they were attacking the ball their backs were really they were ferocious the way they were literally just you know completely stopping out that stopping out the Kilkenny attack trying to go through Rachel Breen and Anna Breen, I thought were exceptional. Kate Nolan, brilliant as well. You know, Michelle Nolan and Caroline Kennedy had a real humdinger inside there in the full forward and full back line. Um, and they were just, you know, two players that were just, you could see that they were both physically strong. So they really did match each other. I think, you know, certainly for Carlo, definitely they probably didn't, as we said earlier on, they didn't want half time to come in because they were really kind of starting to build momentum. They were. They, they certainly were. Like, and Kilkenny, as I said, I feel were very, very lucky to be going in the two points up at half time because if 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 we're to be honest, Carlo were definitely the better team for 25, 26 26 minutes of that first half.
1: They certainly were. I mean, Carlo took an early lead Kenny came back they put a couple of scores on the scoreboard Carlo were then gaining momentum as they were going forward now Ali, Ali Rositsko unfortunately had to go off which we can only um, assume that it was an injury because she did hobble down the tunnel where we mm. were doing the commentary from at the weekend but I mean Kate Nolan was leading by example Rachel Breen was leading by example Cuiva Cody was very very good on the ball as well and they were making the scores Kenny weren't penetrating the carlo defence as easy mm-hmm. as maybe they did against Wexford or Dublin the previous uh, couple of matches in the quarter final and the semi final as well but when Kenny did get going and they did build up the the lead before half time you're dead right half time probably did come a little bit quicker than Kenny but Chap Clear I think would have went in maybe the more positive and maybe the more content at half time Mm -hmm. because his side started well they finished well and albeit that maybe they should have been a bit closer maybe they could have been ahead with a different more couple of scores his half time team talk look you're only two points down you're well in it you started early Mm -hmm. a bit more of the same tear into him right from the word go as soon as that ball was thrown in for the second half, but it was the opposite. Yeah, Kikenny started the brighter. Yeah, and Sierra Barco, right from the throw off, went down the field, got a goal. Never yeah. look back.
0: Yeah, and you know what? Like I I really feel like, you know, Chat probably was happier going in at half time than Seamus. is like it, it you know, Kilkenny performance and I think it is fair to say like it probably wasn't up to par in the first half that probably a performance that we wouldn't expect from them because we have seen this year and this is a good intermediate Kilkenny squad there. And, and I I'm d- and, and sorry for calling across yeah. but I'm not
1: going to and I, d- I don't mean to be disparaging about the team either because let's be fair. They're their Leinster champions. They yeah. did play very very well yeah. in periods of time. But did they have a two Sí, sí. Conin to the Leinster final mm-hmm. because I mean they hammered Dublin yeah. I mean yeah, no disrespect to poor Dublin either I mean you can't even say really that it was a challenge game because yeah. Dublin scored I think it was either yeah. a goal or 1-1 one 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 one. One yeah. in the whole of the game mm-hmm. you go then you play Wexford in Nolan Park in the semi-final and you beat them by another 13-14 points whatever it was as well so really they did not have a test going into the game against Carlo yeah. Carlo on the opposite hand had an unbelievable game against Leash that went to extra time Yeah, All, ok they had an easy victory against Wicklow in the semi-final mm-hmm.
0: but, but they, they had, had a, a tough game Yeah they certainly did like at least they had a challenge and I suppose like kind of both teams kind of coming off the back of playing in their respective um their league finals there would have been that there would have been a gap then up to the Leinster Championship and I suppose like out of out of both teams um, Carlos certainly did have the, the tougher the tougher route you can say because they did have yeah. a tough first half tuss, or first um, game tussle there against Leeds and, you know that probably kind of showed as well with Kilkenny I suppose particularly in the first half you could see that Carla were used to maybe having to you know work hard and you know that probably showed from their from their game against Leeds but like even physically I felt that the Carla backs were just so physical in the way that they were attacking the, they really pushed off the Kilkenny forwards way too easily off the ball and I suppose like listen when you look at the Kilkenny forwards they're light they're fast they're well able to score goals bar maybe Caroline Kennedy the rest of them are they're, they're quite small like Caroline and God I'm not saying anything bad about Caroline because she's a strong like she is physically strong built, like. she is like she's a strong girl and that's why I was kind of thinking oh my God herself Michelle Nolan they're going to have a real ding dong battle in there two really strong girls but you look around at the Carlo defence there they were really really strong physical guards, and that maybe showed in the first half but I feel then in the second half once Kilkenny created that space you could see once they started taking off once Trey Donnelly started taking off once Claire Dottany started taking off once Sarah Barker got through their pace their hurling it completely opened up the Carlo yeah. defence
1: altogether the work rate was better yeah, the absolutely. running off the shoulder was yeah. coming like we had seen you know after Grace was getting the couple of scores they were getting their freeze. the only thing that really if I was Seamus Kelly that would drive me demented and it's something that is certainly going to have to be worked on for the remainder of the year and for the championship is the hand pass because I mean Kilkenny were definitely blown six or seven times for throwing the ball yeah. we've seen this in a lot of matches this year on not only the Leinster games that we saw Season over the last couple of weeks well. yeah. yeah, the hand pass has become a problem and it's going to have to be taught because if you're the referee you're going to have to see space between the palm of your hand and a ball when it's being struck and you can't just roll it off the fingertips anymore and it certainly was a problem for a lot of the Kilkenny girls at the weekend
0: yeah it definitely was and you know like this is not a rule that has been changed this rule has always been here I think the referees are becoming more consistent with it and to be fair Barry Ney, he was extremely consistent with it from both yep. sides Like, and it's probably something that they are looking at like we've seen it yesterday in the Tip Limerick match as well they were blown for one I think it was clean. Lynch was blown for throwing the ball and again this is not something that is new to the game it has always been there and like you know it. In, in, vi- in a vital situation just let's you know play devil's advocate here we're in the dying moments of an All-Ireland final or an All-Ireland semi-final and your team it's a draw match or your team is down a point and a defender throws that ball out that could be the difference between the winning and losing of a game. Yes I understand the game has developed it's gone an awful lot faster it happened the rules still semi-final. hasn't changed. The rules still hasn't Did changed. it
1: not? When? Kilkenny and Galway in the semi-final didn't one of the backs throw it in Kilkenny got the free. Could have, yeah. Down yeah. on the Davon Yeah, uh, yeah end. You're right, yeah. yeah. And so that like had a bearing on it because I don't know whether there a point or two in it at that stage mm. that maybe it put Kenny a point ahead or it drew him level coming down the home straight or whatever but I definitely know one of the, yeah. the Galway defenders did throw it.
0: Like it is going to be, it is really important and it is something certainly that they are going to have to work on and I know probably like when you go into Intercounty and you go into an Intercounty setup, like they don't really want to be going back to the basics, you know, the drills of that but this is something that they are seriously going to have to work on because Well it could cost them
1: It could could You know if you you have a good free taker and Mm -hmm. you have either defenders or midfielders or whatever even throwing the ball and you have someone that's able to bait a ball like Denise Gall some of them that's able to hit a free from 60-70 metres out like you're going to be punished every single Mm -hmm. time and you're going to have to work on them
0: Yeah certainly like I think for both teams they're certainly going to have to 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 look at it because I think like when we look at you know any of the games that we've seen throughout the league and throughout the Leinster Championship it's one thing that it's always be nearly a talking point afterwards that the referees are being really really consistent on the hand passing of the ball and you know what at least they're all on the same page and that's what's really important there yep. so teams are going to have to step up to it as I said it's not as if the rule has changed that the rule has always been there I understand the game has developed it's gone a lot faster things are going to be done a lot faster but like you still, it's a, it's a rule. Simple as do the hand pass right because if it happens in the dire minutes of a game, in a very in a big game, and you do that, it could be the win and lose of a game for some teams.
1: Okay, well let me put it this way to you: the hand pass goal was taken out of the rule book, right? Yeah. So that was got rid of because it was felt there was no skill involved in it. It was easy to go inside the goalkeeper and hand pass the ball to the net. Goalkeepers yeah. had no chance. Now you have to have the skill of hitting the ball past the goalkeeper. Well, then are we looking at it down the line and the hurlers could be potentially looking at this as well. Do we get rid of the hand pass altogether? Oh,
0: no, God, we're going to change the whole dynamic of hurling and camogie altogether if we start if we start like changing all the rules. And like, listen, I get like they were trying to develop like the rules when they when they changed a couple of them through the camogie. But one of the rules that I hate is being able to take a free out of your hands within your own part. I think and I, I actually hate agree it. with it. I and you know what? I actually think it's well, kind okay. of like saying that oh, women can't take a free from the ground. So let's let them hit it out of their I hate it. We are it. well able to love score uh, score points or deliver ball yeah. in from 60, 70 yeah, yards but I love out. It. They should be able to do it. And I understand it does speed up it the does. game, but my God, like our game has is sped up enough. We have some of the fastest players going across the country. I just I don't get. But, but you really okay? Don't get. But you hate it. <laughs> I think it's lovely when when teams do it right. I think it's really good when teams do it. But well, a how, lot how of many teams is not it? How many is doing it? Yeah, that, they don't. You know because to, it's. It's a pointless rule.
1: Well it's not really, because it's, it's it's pointless. there. Like I mean
0: <laughs> I know. and, and here's me saying the rule's the rule for a hand passing and then say this one is pointless. But you like that's just my personal opinion. Um but yeah, the hand passing they have to do it. But we'll we'll talk about the other one in a new day. Okay, well Hand passing while well, hand passing goal was a skill also. I'm not saying it wasn't,
1: but that's what they I'm came I'm out. I'm not with saying it. it was. I just got a piece of paper here, handed it to me. <laughs> um, that that's what it came out. Was that the hand pass wasn't a skill that you yeah. could just go in and I mean, uh, we even but see Hoggy like, doing it at but, the weekend and then proclaiming the, that he kicked the ball in the net. But
0: then I'm going to go one back, right? Go on. So they said that the hand passing in the into the back of the net wasn't
1: a skill. Yeah. But yet they're saying you can still hand pass the ball over the bar. Uh, no,
0: but yet they're saying that you know, to, you know, they're trying to bring in the skills or whatever but yet they're saying like a player can hit the ball out of their hand and that's a skill.
1: You're not going to let that go are you?
0: But sure, sure, to, God, <laughs> sure to God they should be able to hit the ball out of their hand anyway. Like is it, is it not more of a skill to be able to take a free off I the know, round? but y- Yeah but
1: you have to take time you have to set the ball down you have to look at the forward that's up there you have to give them a shout and tell them what way you're going to go whereas if you're fouled you have the ball in your hand straight away click decision bang gone ball is down into the corner forward you could easily set up a goal chance within a split second whereas if you put the ball down on the ground after being fouled and you have to wait and then the goalkeeper has to come out and she has to go back and take her normal hurl out because she can't take a free with a goalkeeper's hurl. You're losing 5, 10, 15 seconds for this to be done. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're back and you're fouled straight away and you see that Noel Maher is after making a forward run for Tullerone up for you do you think that you're going to wait for your goalkeeper to come out and take it or are you going to hit that damn ball down into the corner get Noel on the run. Maybe she gets the point maybe she sets up a goal are you then complaining about the new rule well personally if I get I get fouled
0: within the 45 I'm going to put the ball down because I'm probably out of breath having to get the ball in the first <laughs> place so I'm going to be putting the ball down on the ground and taking my time trying to get my friends back together but I do get it I, abs- I do get it it does help speed the game up but it's un- we don't see it being
1: utilised that much now do you know I have to say something about this as well um, and I mean it happened an awful lot in what game with Johnny Murphy referring uh, the weekend It was clear in Cork, wasn't it? In Ennis, it was. I have to say the Camogie Association are progressive in this because if the ball goes wide in Camogie, the goalkeeper is allowed to take a very quick puck out. It happened several times in the hurling match in Ennis yesterday that the ball went wide. Goalkeepers on both sides, Patrick Collins and Ava Quilligan, had the ball in their hand. They were putting it out, getting the game flow, and it was put back straight away because the referee hadn't blown the whistle. Now, people give out about Camogie right some of the time it's justified but they have been progressive and trying to speed up the game why the hell can't the GA now follow suit with the Camogie and if the ball has gone wide let the goalkeeper take a quick poke out everybody wants to see the game flowing none of this stop start business the yeah. whole time so what if the referee didn't blow the bloody whistle there wasn't a score he's not writing it down he can take a look at the ball 20 or 30 yards gone down the field and I, I, I saw it several times going on in Ennis um, and it happened in Thorless as well and I just thought thank speed of to Jesus. The Komogi is after getting something right when it comes to the rules in this that they're able to take a quick poke out by the goalkeepers, and it certainly does speed the game up. And it's brilliant to see it.
0: Yeah. Do you like? I sometimes I feel though. Sometimes I think that maybe the GA think that the game for is already fast enough, and that's why the Komogi have maybe you know stepped up and to you know speed up the game. And I think that's what a lot of it was. The, maybe that's just my that's just my opinion. Like I just think that maybe the Camogie Association tr- uh, Association are trying to change these rules to speed up the game and I 100% and I get that and I do and listen some of the rules are good I just that just take one, the
1: one out of your hand yeah, out that, of the rules just, to me,
0: to, I just think it's, I just think it's
1: like well would you believe it I actually had uh, two time All-Ireland winner Adrian Ronan, who's commentator with KCLR on as well on full time mm. with myself earlier on and he said it now that is actually bypassed hurling mm. in terms of skill watching it great product great amount of skill because you're not baiting the ball uh, 110 yards down the field everybody is nearly getting a chance it's more skill instead of who can hit the ball better and he's right I think he's actually right
0: Yeah no I think but you know what a lot of people have been saying that like you know for the last few years that Camogie has become a lot more skillful game because we are developing we are getting faster like and you know I think you know the the female players are certainly being probably maybe recognised more I know certainly like there is still an awful lot to go and I think the more that we're able to promote the game the more people actually see it and actually realise that you know Camogie is certainly going in the right way like you know you look back maybe 10-15 years ago you know if two girls were to clash oh my god you, you can't do things like that. Where's paper now, is coming. Whereas, whereas now they're allowed to take the heavy hits like and I do love the fact that you are be allowed that a little bit more physical and physically because that's what girls want to do. They don't want to be wrapped up in cotton wool and protected and I think that's you know certainly good
1: to see. What is she after writing? The piece of paper's is after coming to me. Sue and hurling will only need two goalies it be a bit like tennis between one another. The two goalkeepers baiting myself, the ball down to one another.
0: Myself and yourself did not say that. No,
1: no, no <laughs> we did not. No. Anyway, moving swiftly along from goalkeeper table tennis or whatever you want to call it now. Um, the under... You
0: look, sorry, just to go back to yeah.
1: as well, like we're saying, like you've
0: seen um, yesterday in the Tip Limerick match, the amount of hooks and blocks and just chasing and hassling that was put in that game yesterday. It was probably... One of the greatest hurling games we've actually seen so far this year it was absolutely epic and do you know what it was it was down to doing the basics right and that's where we go back to the hand passing the basics get the basic right and it looks absolutely brilliant on the field
1: but how many times have managers say it and we've heard them from our commentary positions work rate yeah. work rate work 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 mm-hmm. work if you haven't got the ball you have to get the ball if you're f- tracing a ball you don't stop you follow the ball and you keep following yeah. the ball but yeah it's it certainly Brings it back to the basics, right? We're going to stay adult at the minute because obviously the Glen Dimplex Intermediate Championship is starting this weekend. Coming um, and we have a game first off because the seniors are not out till the 10th of June against uh, Wexford, but the intermediate team are in Group One and they are in Group One along with uh, Galway, Dublin, and Cork. In Group Two, you have Derry, Wexford, Carlo, and Antrim. And in Group 3, you have Meath, Leash, Kerry and Westmeath. So it's going to be the same format as every other year. So the three top teams in the group will go into a hat. The top team or the two teams that's pulled out of the hat will play in the semifinals. And the other team will go into the quarterfinals mm-hmm. along with teams two and three. Oh, excuse me. So this weekend, Dublin is playing Kilkenny on the 27th of May, which is the Saturday. Yep. Uh, the time is going to be 5 o'clock because all throwing times for Championship is 5pm, yep. which is probably going to clash with the uh, the Joe McDonough final when it comes to hurling with Carlo, etc. But anyway, there's not much we can do about that at the minute. But it is going to be Dublin and Kilkenny. They played one another a couple of weeks ago in the Leinster Championship in the... Quarter final, towards the quarter final, yeah. We saw what happened, yeah. Um, is this going to be the same again? Is it going to be another repeat like we had? Yeah. I don't want to say yes, but yeah, it's not looking good, is no, it? No,
0: it's not looking too good, like to be fair. And I think when you kind of look at Kilkenny, they've only improved, um, you know, from where they were in the Dublin game to where they were at the weekend, um, and I think you know. <sighs> whatever work Dublin have done in the last three weeks I don't know if they've had enough time maybe to kind of get to grips of what they need to do for this for, for what they need to do in the first round Well just on Ireland, time yeah.
1: how important then was it that Kilkenny and Carlo both of them had an extra game going in the week before the All-Ireland series that they had a competitive match mm. they weren't going in as a training session yep. and they're now going into this almost a championship pace you could say
0: Yeah well I think do you know what I think this is why it's so important that the Leicester, Leinster Championship is just slotted in nicely after the league and just right before the uh, the Leinster stages because guards are still playing competitive matches. You can't beat a bit of competitiveness, competitiveness um, especially when you're coming into the All-Ireland stages. And I think like it's, you know, the team should be peaking just at this stage. And I think when we especially look at the last 30 minutes of the Leinster final at the weekend, you can see that the Kilkenny team are right on par where they need mm-hmm. to be heading into this. Now, if I'm honest, I think that they'll probably just up it again for the Dublin game.
1: There's probably another 10 to 15% still there.
0: I think we're going to maybe see them hit championship performance for the
1: Cork game. Well, you need to you, you really need to hit the ground running when it yep. comes to championship because even though there is is a what four teams is in the group so you get your three games in it you have to be winning your first game at least yeah, to set yourself so up important. nicely and when you're going to come up against Cork and Galway in the same group and only two of those teams are going to come out of it you need to have a good start especially yeah. you know, because that's a tough group to come out of.
0: Yeah, it is but like I, I honestly think Kilkenny should be coming out of this group I think like you know it will be between themselves and Cork but they cannot underestimate the Galway team like I think and again I think they will get over the Dublin the Dublin attack there or the Dublin team um, this weekend but I think you know the main one that they will be kind of having to really eyeball will be the the Cork one and for Seamus and the lads they're probably going to want to see right we've seen what Cork did did in the league let's see how far we've improved coming into this game because you know Cork have had a really good run in their Mm -hmm. Munster Championship there after winning their monster championships as well, only quite, yesterday, quite comprehensively yesterday against Kerry. Yeah, yeah, very like you know, put up a really good score against Kerry, who we were kind of looking at in the league, who mm-hmm. won their who won their league as well. You're kind of looking at it Kerry are good, you know, and then Carcraft coming out and you know getting a very very good victory over them. So I think you know Kilkenny will certainly be eyeing the Cork game as a kind of like right, let's see where we go, but let's use this Cork team. Like if they can beat Cork, I think they'll top the group, no problems at all.
1: Okay, well let's move on to Group Two then, and in the first a lot of games Derry is going to play Wexford that's in Derry I'm assuming um, there's no well there's no venues down in these currently at the minute so I'm only assuming I don't think it's over the threshold so um, I, I can't see that being a halfway venue um, so looking at this then who do you see coming out of this one between Derry and Wexford
0: I think Derry I think Derry are going to pose a real threat coming into the All-Ireland uh, All Ireland Series this year and I suppose the way the league has been kind of run this, this year from a Kilkenny point of view the fact that we weren't playing against the likes of the Meads the Dairies uh, the Carries. we haven't actually seen what this Dairy group
1: are like but I think that Derry are going to I think they're going to be big contenders this year as well Okay and Antrim is going to host Carlow as well so a big uh, day for Carlo in the Intermediate Championship coming up against Antrim it's Antrim's obviously their second team as mm-hmm. well because the senior team uh, or their first team is in senior um, it's not going to be an easy trip you know it's a long journey as well boss there's something about Carlo this yeah. year with Peter Chap clear he hasn't buzzed and he has instilled a belief into them. Can that belief go to Antrim and get victory up there? Do
0: you know what? I think they can, and I think they're gonna take an awful lot of confidence from the from the Leinster final as well, in particular that the first thirty minutes. Listen, they probably know that they probably know that when Kilkenny kind of got the run on them in the second half of that Leinster final, that you know, that's where they maybe kind of drop their guards a bit, and I think that they know that they can go toe toe with a top class team like Kilkenny. They can certainly do it any other. The team in the country and yes okay it's going to be a tough task having to go up to Antrim um, but I think the way Carlo are at the moment I think if they can get a good victory in their first game I think
1: that's going to set them up nicely as well for the remaining series well it certainly would right we'll move on then to group three um, and we have two games in this as well the first one is meet and leash Contrasting league form uh, fortunes between the two teams in this meet, getting to, um, did they get to the semi final? They got, to uh, the, they final. got to the final. Sorry, yeah. against yeah. Kerry, it was. Yeah. Um, so who do you see coming out again? This one, I think Mead definitely.
0: I think you know. I suppose again. Mead probably having that upper hand playing in the senior Leinster Championship having that more kind of a ferocious you know game preparation for that getting to their league final they're kind of building momentum there as well
1: um, you would have to fancy meets to come out with a victory in that OK Westmead and Kerry then meet in the other clash in that one Westmead, they're at home in this one as well can you see uh, a difference in this one because Kerry beat them in the, the league section already yeah up in
0: Westmead as well I think wasn't
1: it it was I think yeah, yeah
0: and do you know what I think Kerry certainly I suppose. Listen, they obviously, you know, were beaten quite well at the weekend by Cork in the Munster final. But I do think that you know Kerry are certainly a team like they've got massive confidence after winning the uh, league final. In no, Cork that York.
1: one was actually, and that was one of the ones that was down in Fitzgerald Stadium. Was oh, that was one? Yeah, I think they had to go to meet and they bet meet oh, and they trim.
0: Um Yeah, I still think Kerry will. I still think Kerry will come out with a
1: victory in that Well they certainly have a lot to say I I think in this um,
0: I think they're going to be there thereabouts at the latter stages of this as well like to be fair
1: Yeah I suppose when you're looking at the Intermediate Championship uh, for the, the Glendimplex sponsored Intermediate Championship there's a team obviously that's missing off the, the team mm. sheets as there or the groupings and that is Kildare because there was a, a statement sent out by some of the players a couple of weeks ago to say that they were after being pulled out of the Championship there was then meetings held between Crow Park officials, the GPA, the county board in Kildare as well and a statement was then put out by the Camogie Association um, on the Kildare issue Uh, and I'm going to try and get the statement up here in full um, if I can so just with me for one second Uh, so it reads the Kilkenny or Kilkenny the Kildare Camogie Executive Representative members of the Kildare Panel the Camogie Association and the GPA convened a meeting last night so this was a couple of uh, weeks ago it was agreed that Kildare will not participate in the 2023 Intermediate All-Ireland Camogie Championship this very difficult decision was reached by the Kildare Executive and players after extensive discussion all parties are committed to undertake an independent review (coughs) excuse with me. Of all matters pertaining to the preparation and participation of inter-county camogie teams representing Kildare, this independent review will be overseen by our core of the Camogie Association and will involve the county board, clubs, players and other relevant parties. The goal is to improve structures and supports to enable Kildare Camogie to perform at the highest level and the statement ends there. So first of all, um, we're not going to get it embroiled in controversy because we don't know what has happened in Kildare. We're only reading it off a statement like everybody else but um, if you're a Kildare player number one and you see that you're after being pulled out of the intermediate championship first of all you then bring out a statement through the GPA as the players to say that well the county board are not um, providing a charter that was sent down by uh, whoever designed it in the first place whether it came from Crow Park or etc for basic needs extensive negotiations are going on now there's a review taking part in it but at the end of the day, Kildare still not going to take part in the championship. So that is inter-county season over for a lot of those girls with Kildare. I just don't know. I really don't know. It's, do you know what? It's,
0: sad. it's a sad day for Camogie. Uh, it's certainly a really sad day for Kildare Camogie. You know, you see their under-16s, they had the great victory at the weekend over Carlo. You know, so there. there is something being done right in Kildare Camogie, but it's just an awful pity that their senior squad aren't going to be competing in an all Ireland series like let's be let's be realistic here this is what girls are training for all year they're yeah. training to compete in an all Ireland series like and again it's no disrespect to the to the league or the leinster championship but this is where girls want to be like and i just think like it's just i just find it to be a, a crazy decision again don't really know the ins and outs of it because you know there's obviously one side and their side or whatever the case
1: may be. But As we always say there's always two sides to a story and yeah. in between the middle of it is the truth, the truth. somewhere and I yeah. wonder who told me that many years ago.
0: Yeah um, I just think, I don't know, I just think it's just really really sad Like it doesn't, like imagine just take it like a scenario, imagine being like a minor Kildare player at the moment and you're, you know, your next stepping stone is to get onto the adult Kildare senior Komoga team and that. Intermediate commode team, and then all of a sudden, you see that they're not there like they're not competing in and the in prospect All-Ireland of getting
1: to an All-Ireland final, even playing Crow yeah, Park like like
0: how often do they come around no they don't it's very very hard it's very very hard for any team to to have the opportunity to play in Crow Park on All-Ireland final day and you know when that chance comes you have to take it like but I just think this is certainly not I think this is really going to hurt their Camogie in a big way for a couple of years I don't think this is going to be rectified over the next year or two
1: but like, it's not you know, and I, I've been following this story for an awful long time as well and I follow all of the social media mm. commentaries and the whole lot is on it and the majority of the commentaries was oh we need to integrate the two associations the ladies football and the camogie and bring them all in under the GAA and this is going to solve the problems.
0: But it's not. I'm <clears> sorry. Correct. If every, it's every not. county did that so like so what you're saying because they're not joined together right Kilkenny Camogie are just going to pull out the senior in the Intermediate Championship.
1: No but I mean you take <laughs> you, you, that's not going to happen. You no. take Niall Carew who was yeah. the manager of the Carlow Senior Football Team and he was on with me and he was on with uh, me not l- it was last week actually, and we chatted to one another. Now, in fairness, Carlo County Board, and this is not just highlighting it because he actually did say it and yeah. it's out there for everybody to hear it. But Carlo County Board try and split the senior team for hurling in football equally so that whatever somebody gets, the other team gets. Yeah. So he wanted to bring them off in the training camp, went to the businesses, asked the businesses, throw in a few quid, it's going to be expensive, mm. get the players there, etc. Right? That's okay. There's other counties and I've known it, that they're not allowed playing the county ground because it's kept for footballers yeah. or the hurlers are there first and the footballers can't get you and vice versa. Yeah. The money is often put into hurling counties first, maybe not in football counties. And I'm not saying it happens in every county, but it does happen. It's out there. Like he mentioned the teams that he was with. So he mentioned Sligo, he mentioned Waterford and he mentioned Carlow. And while Carlo were doing it 50-50, he said the Sligo and Waterford weren't. Now Sligo had a very good draw against Kildare in the football at Mm -hmm. the weekend Waterford unfortunately is in the stage that everybody knows they're in at the minute when it comes to hurling etc so there's truth in that so the GEA have their own problems so saying they're bringing two other organisations in under the one umbrella that all of the problems are going to magically disappear it's not going to happen integration is not going to solve problems overnight no no,
0: it's certainly not. It's certainly not going to solve this problem here either. I it's think. not.
1: Parties have to sit down. Like yeah. if there's a charter in place and I'm not, I'm not as, as we say, we don't know the ins and outs yeah. of it, so this is only speculation, right? But if there's a charter in place, the county board has to honour that charter. The players obviously have to honour the charter. Mm-hmm. They have to have a management team in place that the players will work with, that the yeah. management are able to get the best out of their players. Yeah. They're able to prepare for a season going forward. There's yeah. lots of little steps that people have to take going forward to enable a team to get out and play in an Mm All-Ireland Championship. Yep and if there's air a little wheel missing in that cog it's all going to grind to a halt as we have here yeah. and this seems to be the issue because there's a small little wheel somewhere things are not working right somewhere along the line they need to be fixed they need to be ironed out we need to get Killed here back playing
0: Yeah but like it's you know what it's it's sad that this has been kind of going on a couple of weeks whereas okay do you know what if worst case scenario they had to miss the Leinster Championship fine but yeah. we'll at least get them back into an All-Ireland series The competition
1: hadn't started so yeah. it made no difference if but they like, said they were pulling out three weeks ago yeah. they could have easily been put back into it again nobody would have minded no. Kildare players got the chance to play etc but yeah. now but their like season
0: the, is over in May like even the teams in the group like they wouldn't have minded no. Kildare and they probably still wouldn't mind Kildare coming back into it because it's another game for them it's another preparation for all the other teams to play like you know Kildare throughout the years have been a really good really good Camogie team they put up some great battles you know they're always there thereabouts you know I just I really can't understand it. I think it's. I think it's really, really sad. I, I think it's re- had to see that you know the final action of this is they're just not competing, and I think this could have been certainly rectified a couple of weeks ago.
1: Yeah, it's terrible. Like that, the, the inter-county players is finished playing in yeah. uh, May, like when they should really be going towards the the end of August, etc. But yeah. anyway, Shinoil, Um we can't do much about it on this podcast, but we will keep you uh, up to date with any developments that come our way on that one. Obviously, the Glen Dimple. Junior Championship is commencing as well at the weekend and Wicklow are going to host Cavan in the very first game and that one Cavan had been flying in the uh, National League game while Wicklow was doing okay they did have a a big loss alright to Carlo in the Intermediate Championship but that's a huge step from uh, the junior level as well Mm -hmm. so if you were to pick between the two of them um, I'm thinking that you might be putting your thoughts towards Cavan I think so I suppose listen playing that level up in the
0: league as well I think that's really going to stand to Cavan too coming into this and you know they've really been kind of putting themselves on the map the last couple of years and I I think Especially
1: since they won the Nancy Murray Cup
0: etc like they they have been flying yeah. and you know what it's the development that's going on up there as well like you know they really are they're putting in the they're putting in the hard work at the ground at the ground level and you know you can see that starting to pay dividends there so you will be expecting Cavan to come out with a victory there
1: Okay well that is group one in group two then we have two matches and that is Mayo versus Armagh and Limerick versus Off Oh. <sighs> Looking at the first one when you see Armagh and Carlo playing in the Division 3A final and the way that that worked Mayo was in the Division 4 because they were put down into that after the the round robin series etc you're probably looking at an Armagh victory You're looking at an Armagh victory here you would be kind of saying that Armagh No disrespect to poor Mayo No disrespect to poor Mayo but like Armagh Armagh are going for what? Is it their third third or fourth Ireland in a row?
0: Like and I think that they need to Three losses I think they've gone they, true to now. Push on yeah. this year. they really, really do. You know, they don't want to, you know, don't always be the bridesmaid, be the bride for once, you know, just get over that final hurl there. I think they certainly need well, to Well, I think we, on. we were
1: the first ones to actually lose the three in a row um, when it came to us, and people were saying, oh, God, can they ever come back? And, yeah. you know, where they finished, etc.? It can be done, like, so, yeah. you know. I get together it's, and it's the mental capacity. Correct. Then I suppose that you're gonna,
0: you know, bring into this, and you know, if anybody knows the mental strength that you need to have, it's definitely, you know, the, a bunch of our girls like they've been there through the days where they've you've, they've had the, the tough defeats, and I think Armagh are probably in a very similar situation as well. And I think this year they really need to, to push on from us.
1: Uh, oh Limerick and Offaly is the other one. Offaly, I suppose, had a great win over the weekend as well. Can they get the better of Limerick in this one? Do you know what? I'm going to give the nods to Offaly. I think they probably I can. Think,
0: I think after their Leinster final win there at the weekend. I think this is certainly something that they can be aiming for and I'm going to I'm going to go with Offaly for this.
1: Now there's two other games in group 3, Louth and Clare, Tyrone versus Roscommon. I don't know about you. I can't really comment on many of them because no. we really haven't seen and we did see Louth playing alright at the weekend. Now if they played against uh Clare the same as they played against Offaly and could convert some of their scores, I probably would give them a little bit of a chance. But I don't know. They're still a very young team, so it's hard to know who's going to come out of that one. Yeah, and you're probably looking at maybe on form the other ones that Ross Common may potentially be Tyrone in that. Yeah,
0: potentially. But again, we don't probably you just know, know enough.
1: Know. Yeah, about, you don't know. Yeah. But they are the games as on as we say. All of them have a 5 p.m. throw in. And um, it is going to be Wicklow at home to Cavan, uh, Mayo at home to Armagh, Limerick at home to Offaly, Louth at home to Clare, and Tyrone and Ross Common. We're assuming that. It's going to be a home victory or a home uh, game for Tyrone, I should say, on that one. Um, right, that concludes the adult competitions. Hard to believe that the uh, the championship has already started and we're heading into May. But the under-16 championship have been going on a while. And in the under-16A championship, we had a team out the week. And on the 21st of May, it was Cork and Kilkenny, which was played down in Mayfield. And it was victory for Cork. Three losses now in a row for Kilkenny. Puts them right at the foot of the table. Um, Not a very good day at the office Uh, again, albeit they battled back. But a loss is a loss still when you look at it. Tipperary 2-8, which is what? 6-8 is 14. Wexford 1-11. That was a draw, while Galway had the better of Limerick by just a solitary goal. 2-8 to 1-8 in that game, which leaves the table with Cork on top with three wins from three. Galway in second place on seven points uh, with two wins and a draw from their three games Tipperary then come in third place with one win and a draw and the loss they're on four points Limerick then are in fourth place on three points they have the solitary win and the two losses Wexford then have the two draws that they got in the matches uh, against Galway and Tipperary I'm right on saying that I think I am and Kenny at the very bottom of the table four teams qualify out of the group they're all stopped for the exam break now there are still two matches remaining in it. Six points are up for grabs. Anya can Kilkenny qualify out of the group because it's looking very unlikely
0: yeah it's devastating really for the girls to be honest with you and I suppose when you're when you're looking at it there you know those two those two draws that um, Wexford are after getting could really prove vital for them going forward and you know Kilkenny are playing Wexford I think the next in the next round out oh you're um, asking me a
1: good question now give me one second the next round of matches are down for the yeah, 2nd Kilkenny of July so Wexford. Galway v Cork Kilkenny v Wexford and Limerick v Tipperary and Kilkenny Kilkenny are at home to Wexford, um, in that game. So, uh, if Wexford was to get a draw out of that, that would most certainly be the end then of Kilkenny's championship season.
0: Yeah, and you know, like you know, I suppose Kilkenny certainly needs to be getting a victory there against Wexford, and then they need to, you know, go to go to Galway, get a victory, get a victory from that game as well. And
1: that's not going to be
0: easy. That's that's certainly not going to be an easy task as well. And lastly, out and I suppose when you're kind of looking at it there, Cork. You could more or less say are qualified at this point. Galway potentially qualified as well and really there's nothing between Tipperary-Limerick uh, and Tipperary-Limerick there at the moment.
1: And but there's not and it could come down to the last round of games with could. Wexford playing Limerick and I wouldn't like to be trying to pick the, the winner of that one. No. Kekenny versus Galway that's going to be tough because Galway are always tough and Tipperary v Cork. I mean you're probably looking at a Cork victory there the way things are going for them yeah. but you just never know so out of the two games that's remaining Wexford and Galway. Can you see six points coming from there, or even four points? That may be more than enough to qualify, but the way things are going. It's yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't like to be putting a bet on it. No, listen. All you can do is just hope that the
0: girls kind of regroup themselves after the exams, which again, it's all, that's also going to be a tough task. Like the exams are going to be draining enough for you know a lot of these players as it is, and then probably having to turn around a couple of weeks later and to go back out and play in an all-earning series as well, and you know probably limited to the amount of training that can be done as well with girls doing with girls doing exams. So listen, it is going to be a tough task, um, but I do think that. If I just, I do think that if they can just regroup, refocus, anything is possible now at this stage. I think they just need to focus on themselves now.
1: I can't move. Turn on my microphone. I can't ever remember a season where Kilkenny has lost their first three games in an under sixteen competition. Mm. As long as I'm involved, as I can't remember. I mean, maybe one lost out of three, but I can't ever remember three losses in a row. Yeah, no. and it's pushing it I mean we're going back to 2008 now since we won an All-Ireland at under 16 I think yeah
0: it's a a, a long time to be it's a long time to be kind of going going certainly without an All-Ireland at underage yeah but listen I think just let's just focus on these girls and let them focus on themselves and get the exams out of the way and then then mentally focus because I presume there is going to be an awful lot of girls that are going to be doing uh, their junior certificate um, in the coming weeks so listen the best luck to them in that and hopefully that they can just regroup after the after the exams,
1: yeah, with the help of God, fingers crossed for him. Uh, moving along then to the B competitions, um, it is we're following Carlo in this one. So the the matches at the weekend, Carlo, I think we're winning at halftime. Um, but Kildare really came back into that game. Uh, we're going to start with Kerry though first of all, and Roscommon, Common G A or Roscommon, Komogi are really on a high. Five five to three four winners over Kerry that was down in Spa G A A ground. And Kildare with an 8 13 to 110 victory Ooh. over Carlow which is an astonishing uh, scoreline. I'll come back to the table in a minute. I'm going to run down through the rest of the fixtures. Westmeath and Armagh. Westmeath 10 goals and 8 points to Armagh, wow. 1 goal and 7 points. Derry 7 26 in a under 16 game to meet 6 points. So. Uh, hard looked poor meat there but Derry re- really flying in that so only group A and group B um, in that uh, division there so in group A Roscommon are top of the table two wins from two so they're on six points Kildare Carlo and Kerry are all on three points each with one victory um, Carlo have three games played though um, so Kildare only have one game played Kerry and Mayo with two games Roscommon with two games so Carlo um, you know I, I'm assuming it's two that comes out of this group here um, for the semifinals. But I, d- I double check that during the week. In group B, then you have Jerry and Down both on six points each from two games played. Two wins. Westmeath then with three after two games played. Armagh with three points after three games played. And Westmeath at the bottom of the table there with no points after three games played. In the under-16 A Shield competition, Uh, Clare and Antrim met at the National Games Development Centre at the weekend as well. And this was a very tight affair. 4-8 to Antrim, 2-13 to Clare. So that was a couple of points victory there for Antrim. While Dublin had a three-point victory to Spare over Waterford, 2-7 to 10 points. And Offaly had a win over Leash 12 points to 1-4 in that game there which means that in the Shield competition Antrim and Offaly are top of the table there. Great to see Offaly mm-hmm. um, up at the top of the yeah. table there. Two wins six points um, and then we have a trio then that's coming between Leash, Clare Dublin uh, Clare and Dublin three games played Leash two games played all with one uh, victory each so they're in three points and Waterford at the foot of the table there as well but still time there's uh, as we say two matches there as well so they're in the same boat as well, that is the Shield competition there four coming out of it to play in the All-Ireland semi-final in the under-16C All-Ireland Championships it was Wicklow taking on Louth and it was a big victory there for Wicklow in that game while Cavan had a good victory over Donegal in the other side of things which means that Tyrone and Cavan are at the top of the table with 6 points each and 3 games for Cavan 2 games for Tyrone Wicklow and Donegal, two games each played, and they're on three points. And Louth are coming in at the foot of the table there with no points at the minute. But as we say, great to see Louth competing um, mm, and in any of the developments. Yeah, huge um, scores in some of those games. Yeah, there? Un- unreal. But uh, the quality of Camogie on you is getting better and better and better. Right, I meant to do this earlier on after the talk of the Leinster competition, but we managed to catch up with James Kelly, the Kilkenny manager, and chap. Here, the Carlo manager. I was had to think there for a minute. Um, and here's what the tube had to say, starting first of all with Seamus Kelly. Shem Kelly congratulations Leinster Championship title for yourself and all of the Kenny players and while it looked on the scoreboard that maybe it had a little bit simple Carlo certainly put her up to you in particular in the first half he did pull away though towards the end but you must be overall delighted with the performance and delighted to get the victory
2: overall we're absolutely delighted to get the victory you know what I mean it was something we set our sights on this year but you know respect to Carlo in the first 30 minutes they put us to the pin of her collar they battled they're winning every position they're winning they're winning the rook they're winning they're winning everything like you know and they weren't giving it our way you know they were, they were bullying they were pushing around and they, they brought a savage intensity you know at half time we had to have a serious look at ourselves to see you know what we were going to do to come out of the traps and try to change this in fairness to them we got the response and the girls pushed on and we got the goal from Sarah Barco after that then we just kept uh, the scoreboard ticking over you know and that's what you know in the end kind of got us over the line just taking those scores
1: particularly the Sarks that got in the second half Sarah Barco's goal when she took it very very well he pushed on from that but up to half time maybe you might have been a bit disappointed with the the performance and the score Carlo in particular that goal that Carlo got as well I'd say you wouldn't be happy with the way that that was conceded
2: No I think for the first 30 minutes to be honest with you we were very unsure of ourselves it kind of seemed like that we were kind of just playing our positions we were playing within ourselves a bit you know and, and that's what you know if you, if, if you do it on any given day you know you're going to be put under pressure but again that when they came out in the second half then that, that all changed they put the shoulder to the wheel they grinded it out and they kept pushing kept pushing kept pushing and look thankfully we you know, we we got the win in the end
1: I was just talking to a Chap there a couple of moments ago as well this is brilliant preparation for both panels but in particular yourselves. momentum now going forward the are Leinster champions you go into the All-Ireland competition now with a bit of uh, swagger I suppose and a bit more confidence that you know you have a good group of players and maybe they can perform the same as they did in particular in the second half here today.
2: yeah look the, the next three weeks now we're going to be absolutely hectic. You know we've Dublin away, Cork home, and then Galway away. So there's going to be a lot of, you know, a lot of pressure on us over the next three weeks. But you know, learning from today that when we we're put under pressure, that we're able to get our bearings, and grind it out, and get a result will stand to us going into the championship games. It's not going to be easy. You know, you've Cork and Galway in the same group, as you one of those counties is, you know, not going to proceed into either a quarter final or semi final. So, you know, we have to let the girls enjoy the win today. We need to enjoy the wins when they come, but we'll have to refocus very quickly and get ourselves set for the All Ireland series.
1: Intermediate champions hasn't happened, Kilkenny, that very often at this age group. So for yourself to bring this group of players and make champions out of them as well, proud say for everyone involved, but especially this group of players because I know they have worked so hard, especially after the league defeat a couple of weeks ago, to come back and get a bit of silver
2: where they so much deserve this. They're they're, actually, they're an absolutely brilliant bunch of people, you know what I mean. Like from from the, the get go when we, you know, we got the panel together, the group together, you know, they you know they, they grew in confidence from game to game, you know, the whole way through. and I especially after the league you know they really um, you know they, they, they got that hunger especially when we got to the replay against Cork and pushed them in the first day out you know but yeah look in fairness the girls deserve this it's about the girls it's not one else and the management as well all the lads have been brilliant you know getting the preparations right so look it's been a massive group effort and to the county board as well so you know you have to give credit where credit is due the support and resources they're given to help us get to days like this and bring home more silverware you know it's only a third intermediate title for Kilkenny but hopefully you know we can keep pushing on now this year and see what we can do You know. well congratulations fantastic achievement today go enjoy the celebration thanks very much Maren thank you
1: that was a happy Seamus Kelly there having a chat to me god I can't hear anything now my headphones are turned down a bit right here we go it's time to hear from Carlo manager Peter Chapclear I caught up with him after the match as well Chaplier, commiserations look it's the first final that Carlo has been in since 2019 and you certainly rattled Kenny for the first half especially with that early goal that you got as well you
3: must be immensely proud of your squad and all your players here today yeah first and foremost incredibly proud of all the girls um, we put in a fantastic effort today uh, we just come up against A, a, a clinical and ruthless kind For of team I mean uh, I've been saying all along they're, they're really really sharp um, But by God Our girls uh, Gave it absolutely everything We were a really good first half uh, We hung in for as long as we could And I suppose Kenny got a goal To start the second half And when they get ahead As we've seen uh, They tend to Bring their half back Forward line back And play very deep And then the pace To hurt you the counter So once once they got That five points up We were in a little bit of trouble And try as we may We just couldn't just couldn't, um, couldn't get back into it And uh, But the girls fought At the very end I mean I've seen the Kilkenny team beat Dublin by 30 points and beat Wexford by 15 or 16 points. but our girls you know they fought at the very very end so very proud of them
1: They certainly did all the talk coming in here was probably just going to be an onslaught there was only going to be one winner and while the result may have looked that way it certainly wasn't that way on the field and I know yourself was talking Kilkenny up as well even during the week on the podcast as well was that to take the pressure off the girls or did you actually fear that Kilkenny may have been as good as they were because when they did get a heady they really did did push on and you've said that before you won the league but there's another step up when you come up to this age group as well like and you know Carlo played very very well but just uh, a small little step behind just currently at the minute as well which
3: I think it's fair to say Yeah I think Kenny were clinical and as I said I've been saying it all week and all year uh, the amount of talent in that Kenny squad I mean usually players like, like Sarah Barco and Laura Green I mean how they're not up on the senior team <laughs> I can't understand it because they're absolutely unbelievable um, and just goes to show the strength and depth that Klikenny have you know and um, that can be on the senior panel and come back down, and it's just, it's just brilliant for Kilkenny to have so many players. We're working off a very small pool of players, maybe six or seven clubs. Um, but by God, I cannot fault their effort or I cannot fault their heart. Um, and I never fear losing, and you obviously want to win everything, And um, but there's a way to lose, and we lost the right way today. Uh, which is, and I think, in fairness to Kilkenny, they, they put us up to us, they um, they took us on, they, they got the vital scores when they needed them, and look, they, they deserved it on the day 100%. So best luck to them. This is certainly a great preparation for yourselves going into
1: the All-Ireland Series as well you've won the league you've had a good run through the Leinster you got to the final I think your league or your All-Ireland Series starting next week for you as well or if not definitely the next week year. after yeah. so I mean this is fantastic preparation for you going into that competition
3: oh sure look it's unbelievable I mean for us to test ourselves against and I've said it in your show a couple of times we're testing ourselves against the best team in my opinion in the country uh, Kenny and Cork are the two standout teams by a country mile but outside of that there's not a massive amount between everybody else and um, you know we've won the league which is great. We've beaten a Leinster final today, um, but you know we're really aiming now against the All Ireland champions. We really want to go over a group and get into an All Ireland quarter final, and that is a serious target for us. Uh, and if we play like we did today, we'll have a right good chance of it. So that's the ambition. That's the that's the plan. Uh, get into a quarter final, and then you're you're up against the best. And you can see what happens. So we're really looking forward to it. Yeah. So are we. It looked like you picked up a couple of injuries, though. Any fears going into next week's competition that maybe you're going to be without a couple of players? Yeah, more likely will. A couple of girls picked up a little knocks, and we've had one or two girls away travelling as well. So, but again, that doesn't bother me. Because because we've always spoke with the strength of the panel and the strength of the squad, so when one or two girls go, one or two come back in, and that's the way it is, and that's the way it has to be. So, in order for it to be competitive, we need, uh, you know, different players for different games. And uh, I don't think we've started not intentionally, Martin, but I don't think we've started the same 15 any game this year. Just the way it worked out, you know, um, and that will definitely continue for next week with the, that's the way things are set up. But look, uh, it was a great game, brilliant battle. Uh, cannot fault my girls for their effort or their attitude. Uh, massive congratulations to Kilkenny. They, they deserved it They were the better team on the day, um, and we. We have a right good chance now of getting over group and resetting again and going to this all Championship. And we're, we're hungry for it and we're looking forward to it. We want more big days like this in Carlo. Well, we're certainly going to keep following you throughout the year as well. Well done. Added to the great spectacle that was here today as well, and we wish you the best of luck going forward in the all series. Yeah, and just to say, to I mean the, the pitch has been absolutely fantastic today. It's great to have the, the stand and a lovely crowd out as well, which is great. You know, it's brilliant for the girls who on both teams who work so hard all year to get a big crowd to come out and show their support. It's a fantastic occasion for both Kenny and Carlo Camogie and Lens and all the officials stay. So just a lot of work goes into preparing Leinster final. But I have to say, top class today. So well done to all the all the officials, and everyone for setting it up. And look, you never know. Uh, we'll uh, the Ireland series is coming, and, and maybe Kenny might not be in the intermediate next year. You never know. Some of these girls might not be eligible. So you never know.
1: well Wouldn't it be great if this was a repeat of the
3: all Ireland in uh, August in Crow Park? Yeah, look, we'll take one step at a time. Now Martin. first. We we'll take one step at <laughs> a time. We've a tough group, um, but you know we've Antrim, Derry, and a mix second team uh, in our group. So there will only be a puck of a ball in any one of those three games. So, look,
1: we live in hope. Living hope is right on you. Wouldn't it be fantastic? If we were contesting an All Ireland Intermediate Final in Co Park, Kenny and Carlo again on the sixth of August, it would be unreal.
0: Yeah, to be great.
1: Long way to go now before that. Long happens Long way but
0: to go, but you know what? It would be it would be absolutely fantastic, fantastic for both teams to just get them to get them there. To it's
1: to be brilliant. It certainly would. Yeah. Right, um, Shinee. I think that's about all. Um, we're getting near the business end of things. Hard to believe that the league is now over. The Leinster Championship is now over. The minor Leinster Championship is over. The All-Ireland minor competitions is now over we're really getting towards the the latter stages when the, the senior, yeah. intermediate and junior uh, All-Ireland series starts. You know you're coming near All-Ireland time and then and we're going to be kicking even. off into the club Yay. scene which we have been working very, very hard at the background because, yeah. yeah, we're not going to announce anything yet but we're still working very, very hard on um, uh, hopefully an announcement by the time the podcast gets ready to start for season five. Yes, exactly. And um, I also
0: have an update as well. I'm just going to get a plug in there straight away
1: oh well actually talk about plugs the schools competitions are actually out uh, this Sunday Mm -hmm. Uh, there's actually school competition is finished at the moment I have no result in from that one just yet which um, I'm disappointed I didn't get the result of that one in yet because it would have been nice to have it Um, but the schools competitions by the way that schools game this evening is Dane's Fort and Bennett's Bridge so that's on in Dane's Ford currently um, as we talk. So let me come here to see if I can find the first page of it. Okay, so the KCLR-sponsored coming months ago finals will take part or take place, I should say, on a very special day this coming Sunday, starting at 11 o'clock with the Ryan F final between Conaghy and in row Then at 12.30 we have the Rhine D final between Tuller and Paulstown 2 o'clock is the Rhine C final between St Aidan's and Freshford at 3.30pm we have the Rhine B final between Tullagher and Coonmuckalee and then the big one is the Rhine A final between Clara and Bunskull Macaulay Reach of Callan that's on at 5 o'clock all games are taking place in Young Ireland's GAA club there starting as we say from 11 o'clock a fiver is charged to get in for all of the adults going to the games and we know there has been speculation and commentary and everything. Oh, excuse me again about the matches not being in a uh, UPMC in Northern Park. Unfortunately, and in fairness to Kagani GA if UPMC Nolan Park is available we do get the matches off them it's not available for the next three weeks and the schools are not able to play during the middle of June because of school holidays etc so we thank uh, Goran um, most sincerely for the use of their facilities at the weekend but yes we will be there with KCLR from Sunday um, bringing you all of the action with reports etc we'll be chatting to players we'll be chatting to managers um, so it's going to be a brilliant day Uh, the they're supposed to be fantastic as well so if you're not going to Exeter Park to watch the hurling please come to Gordon and watch what is going to be a fantastic day of Camogie it was a great day last year all of the players deserve a big day and we're certainly looking forward to it as well right missus your plug
0: So a couple of weeks ago I spoke about uh, the uh, Tullerone 7-a-side tournament Yes We've um, thankfully officially nailed down a date Now I understand it may clash to teams that might be in an all-county league final but for those who are not When you're
1: talking about the league final 2nd of July may not be going ahead that date but anyway
0: okay anyway so we're putting in the 2nd of July for um, the 7 aside Blitz it will be a panel of 10 we will be getting an email out we just have to iron out a few um, things there but we're going to have two competitions so you're going to have the Phil Hennessy Shield and you're going to have the newly named Chris Maher Cup as well so any clubs that want to get involved anywhere around the country let me know great day out in Tullerone on a Sunday the 2nd of
1: July so you're getting Tullerone it's going to be in it huh? it's in Tullerone Hopefully. Good yeah. one.
0: Yeah, hopefully anyway. We're just going to air out a few things and start all of that stuff out.
1: And you can be contacted at kilkenny at That is it. Or if you want to
0: send me a message on, well, I don't know, what they're doing, what kids are doing these days, Facebook, Bebo, or whatever the,
1: the crack may be. I think Bebo is well, well gone.
0: gone. You can Bebo's actually, well if gone. you actually go onto to Facebook, you can follow the Tullarone Camogie Club on it and you can just send us a message through there either if you want. But I'll be getting a message
1: out to um, all the secretaries anyway it's you know what, It's a great run up into championship that's what I say it is or if you're listening to the podcast and you want to get in contact with Anya or myself at any stage you can do so by getting in contact with our email address which is come on kind c-a-m-a-n-c-a-i-n-t at kclr96fm.com and if the emails are nice we'll get back to you if they're not so <laughs> nice we'll still read them but anyway that is about it from ourselves here in the KCLR studio Poor people are waiting to get in here we're holding up a queue but uh, we've had a fun evening here this evening bringing you the podcast don't forget wherever you listen to your podcast from it will be available every Tuesday evening get on there press that button get your notifications whenever a new episode goes live we've only a few episodes left in season 4 the intercounty season will then come to a close and we will be starting on season 5 and straight into the club competitions but from myself and Anya here in Studio 2 in KCLR until next weekend. It's a very goodbye from the two of us. Bye. Bye.
0: match their
1: wise and you know they're going with them to every ball of there.
0: Outstanding games you find play so far
1: this pays uh, no. so day of the after, there you know she up a a, pint, a very much pint, which we can't This is Come On Kind with Martin Quilty and Onya Fabri.